Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My pregnant sister in law thinks she'll get us kicked out of the apartment when she broke the rules. A little backstory here. I live on the first floor of a three-story house, which is rented out as three apartments. The people in the basement are working immigrants who basically work all week and drink on the weekends. They stick to themselves and haven't broken any rules, so we let each other be. My pregnant, soon-to-be sister-in-law lives on the second floor. She lives with her son, and her boyfriend, who she constantly yells at and treats like trash, visits for long periods of time every now and then. We moved here over a month ago because she recommended the apartment to us. Let's cut to the good stuff. The rules here are simple. Quiet from 11pm to 7am. No pets allowed. My fiancé went to sleep around 11.30pm one night. He was unable to sleep due to noise from their apartment and sent a message asking them to keep it down. Their living room is above our bedroom. The night after, around 2am, we heard noises from upstairs. It sounded like they were moving furniture around. This woke up our six-month-old baby. My fiancé decided to call whoever he heard talking upstairs, and it was his nephew. He explained that he had put his hamster cage in the living room, and it was running in the wheel. The next day, I was getting the stroller ready to go for a walk with our baby. My sister-in-law comes barging down the stairs and asks if my fiancé is awake. I say, um, yes? And she barged into our apartment and started yelling at him about his complaints and he shouted at her to get out. I put my baby in the stroller and walked out of our driveway. I hadn't done crap. Suddenly, I hear her shouting at me, I will call the landlord about this. This was embarrassing and uncomfortable because we live in a neighborhood with houses pretty close to each other. I had to stop the walk and go back to calm her down. She said that we're not allowed to live our lives and we have to tiptoe around our apartment because of you. And I never listen to music anymore. She went ballistic Karen and blew up the whole situation, making it seem like my fiance had complained a lot more times than he had and that he was just the worst. She was also pissed that he decided to call her son instead of her, which he did because he didn't want to wake her up due to her pregnancy hormones. Apparently her son got nervous and didn't want to answer. I just stood there and listened as I didn't want this situation to escalate. I walked in to ask my fiancé about his complaints and message. He explained to me that he had only complained the two times I've mentioned. I also saw the message that he had sent, and it was something along the lines of, Hey, could you please keep it down up there? I'm trying to sleep, but it's a bit noisy up there, with a smiley emoji at the end. I also heard the conversation with his nephew the night before, and it had been calm. All he did was ask him to move the cage. We decided to let the situation die out for now. It would end up in them either having to get rid of the hamster, which would really hurt sister-in-law's son, or being thrown out. I don't want to deal with an angry pregnant woman being thrown out. They are looking for a new apartment either way and will hopefully be out within a year. I have evidence of them owning the hamster and my fiance has the timestamps for the message and call on his phone just in case. I'll let her call the landlord next time and get herself in trouble. And edit, 
They have been talking, walking, and watching movies basically every night after we moved in, after 11pm, and we have never complained about that as it never bothered us. Our baby has only ever awoken to the hamster cage once as it sounded like a chair being dragged back and forth across the floor. My fiance asked sister-in-law's son nicely to please put the cage in his room as it had awoken our daughter. I should also state that my sister-in-law exaggerates situations. My fiance once told her that he may grab a pint or two with some friends and she told their mother that he was gonna get drunk. She's almost 32 and calls her mother about every damn thing. Anyway, moving on, our next story is titled, Karen Captures My Cat. So I live on a private residence on a private drive. It's a small neighborhood and everyone mostly minds their business given it's more on the countryside. But there's this one neighbor, we'll call her Karen Neighbor, KN. She has recently purchased the home where a sweet old man used to be before he passed. She has wasted no time at all harassing the children who dare ride their bikes near her property and generally is making enemies in the neighborhood. She hadn't gotten a chance to interact with me beside the normal neighborhood greet. She then texts on our neighborhood talk app, Hey everyone, I found this cute cat almost dead. It looked as if it was starving and I took it in and fed it. It was my cat. Some context, my cat is gray and white and prefers the outside. If he isn't outside for a bit of the day, he retaliates. So I decided with the spacious yard that I have and the low level of danger that I'd feed him in the morning, let him out, wait until he comes back and feed him, let him in, and then he and I both sleep. This has worked for years and he seems much happier for it. He usually returns at a certain time. So I wait near the door at this time to bring him inside. The previous night he didn't return. I got worried so I called our farmer, who is the nicest and most helpful person on our road. Like, if you need anything, you go to him. And I told him about the missing cat. He said he'd keep an eye out and spread the word tomorrow. Tomorrow came, and I'm on the neighborhood talk app and I see my cat. I was elated until I actually read. I take my cat to the vet consistently and he is in perfect health. There was no way that he was almost dead or starving. I was willing to put all this aside, however, as I just wanted my cat back. I call her, and this was the conversation. Me. Hey, Karen neighbor. I was looking at the neighborhood talk app, and you found my cat. When can I swing around to pick it up? Karen neighbor. Why would you leave your cat outside? Do you even care about it? Me, taken aback by the audacity, says, I do care about it. It goes outside on vet recommendation. It really likes the outdoors and comes back inside every night. She says, oh really? Which vet told you that? And I say, my vet's name. He said some cats just can't stay inside. And she says, yeah right, you probably made that up and just leave it outside because you don't love it enough to take care of it. I am very close to losing it and I'm trying to push the conversation forward. So I say, okay, so are you home right now? Because I can sweep, yeah. I'm home, come and get the cat. She just hangs up the phone. I was fuming. Why the hell would anyone say stuff like that, unprovoked, especially when they don't know what they're talking about? No matter, I grab my keys and drive down to Karen's house. I knock on the door and I say, hey, I'm here to get the cat. Oh, never mind. it makes sense now. You're one of those gay types. I am biromantic asexual. I look the part too. 
I'm proud of it, so I show it off. But that was a last straw. I am quite fed up and say, "All right, just give me my effing cat, Karen." How dare you talk to me like that? Oh, I'm calling animal control. You are obviously unfit to take care of a pet. I'm sorry. What? I can't speak, Karen. Just give me my cat and I'll leave. It's simple. Karen shuts the door and calls animal control. I decide to call the farmer. Obviously, I need backup, and I'm not wasting emergency resources for a petty squabble. The farmer says he's on his way. He arrives shortly after. I bring him up to speed, and he knocks on the door. Karen answers it. He says, "Ma'am, could you please return this man's cat?" No. He assaulted me because I said he couldn't take care of his poor dying cat. Farmer says, "Listen, I know that's a bunch of baloney. Opie wouldn't hit anyone, not just because he's one of the nicest people I know, but because he's weak." And he laughs, and so do I. Can I please have the cat? Karen says, "The only people I'll give this cat to is animal control." She then slams the door. She was making this extremely hard for all parties involved. There was one option left: wait for animal control and explain what was happening. So we did. About twenty minutes later, they arrive. We explain to the man what was happening, and he says, "Jesus Christ, I'll get the cats." He knocks on the door. Karen answers, but instead of her demon form, she's turned into the nicest woman in the world, and she says, "Hello, are you here for the cat?" And animal control says, "I'm here to return the cat to its owner. Please hand me the cat." Karen says, "But but but he obviously can't take care of the cat. He's a maniac. You should take it to the shelter." Listen, the owner has proved that they obviously care about the animal, so that cat will remain in his care. Please return the cat, or I will have to get the authorities involved. Karen stutters for a bit, sighs, and hands over the cat. She says, "This is a huge mistake." She shuts the door. Animal control returns my cat to me. I thank both the farmer and animal control and leave in my car. I'm just happy it's over, and I don't have to deal with that entitlement again. She hasn't grabbed it again yet, but when she does, I'm calling the authorities. I am not dealing with her again. My cat is very happy. There were no signs of damage or disease when I went to the vet after the incident, and so far, this story ends on a happily ever after. All right, and with that said, our next story is titled "Former Roommate's Entitled Sister Thinks I'm Her Lobster Broker." So this all happened in 2004 or 2005. From 2000 to 2003, I worked with a guy whose brother lived in Maine. The brother had lobster pots, so every now and then he'd call my coworker and offer him some live lobsters for a few bucks each, mostly to cover shipping. My coworker would then throw a party with lobster as the main dish. Good times. Fast forward a few years, and I'm living with my now former roommate in another state. Haven't talked to my former coworker in a year or so at that point. Roommate sister was hanging around one day, and my coworker's lobster parties came up. She wanted to know how he could afford a pile of lobsters like that when we were a good thousand miles from the coast, and I mentioned his brother giving him a nice family discount, and that was the end of it, or so I thought. A while later, she comes over and wants to know when I'd have the lobsters ready. What lobsters? Well, the lobsters I'd be ordering for her friend's wedding, of course. 
I knew nothing of this wedding or even the people involved. Yet, she had promised them a few dozen live Maine lobsters at $3 each because I got a guy who can set that up. This quickly devolves into her accusing me of lying to her about being unable to get cheap lobster, which I had never said. I was ruining her friend's wedding and I was making her look bad, etc. The whole time, her attitude is that I was expected to do this for her simply because that was the natural order of things. This was not a situation where she asked if I could get the lobsters beforehand. This was outright, I told someone I could get them an amazing deal on lobsters. Now get them for me, chop chop. And no, there was no reason for her to think that she had any kind of pull like that. I could barely tolerate her stupidity on a good day. At some point, she called her and my roommate's mummy to tattle on me for being such a big meanie. Bear in mind, I was the youngest in the group and I was either 29 or 30, and I had met their mum a few times. This was hardly the situation of a bunch of kids tattling to someone's parents and there being actual consequences because the kids were children living at home. A sane person would have gone to their friend and said, hey, turns out dude can't actually get three dozen lobsters for a hundred bucks or so. Sorry about that. Instead, she has doubled down and swore that I would get the lobsters and then started nagging my roommate and I in some bizarre attempt to get me to secure an effectively impossible deal on her behalf. In the end, they didn't get the lobsters, I was blamed for being a mean old, stinky old, lying poopy head, and apparently a bunch of her friends, who I never actually interacted with, hated me for it. And I ignored the whole situation, aside from laughing at her self-inflicted woes, because why wouldn't I? Entitled woman made racist comments about kids on our streets to her neighbor who has a riding snowblower and is shocked when he doesn't dig her out after a storm. So the nasty cow across the street screwed herself royally. Our elderly neighbor bought himself a riding snowblower a few years ago and he gives our neighbor's kids rides. He doesn't care about what color the kids are, but apparently the nasty cow does and she said something racist to him. He refused to repeat it to me about the kids at the end of last winter. He didn't say anything to her, he just stopped saying hello to her and stopped plowing her walkways and driveway. She never said a word about it until today. We had a snowstorm while she was on vacation and it has been cold ever since, so everything is frozen solid. She saw him outside and started yelling at him. He just turned around and went into his house. 
I wish everyone could have a neighbor just like this at some point in their lives. You've waited six months, but do you mind if Karen goes first? So this happened a long, long time ago. I worked in the MRI department of a big NHS hospital as a receptionist. We had three MRI scanners. On a particular afternoon of the week, we offered same-day access for a certain private patient clinic. The patients in her clinic required an MRI scan as a part of their workup, and the MRI department was happy to get the money generated. Because the MRIs were effectively done on demand, we were able to charge two to three times the usual fee, which worked out to around £1,500 per MRI. The extra money allowed us to fund additional MRI lists for the NHS patients who needed urgent scans. These extra MRIs were slotted in between the booked NHS MRIs, where the NHS patients have waited four to six months for a routine MRI and two to three weeks for an urgent MRI. It was made clear to the private patients that they were being fitted in around patients with a booked appointment time. So while they wouldn't get their scan the minute they walked in, it would usually be a 20 minute wait at most. I worked in the MRI department for about a year and the vast majority of the same day private patients were actually well behaved and appreciated having their scan on the same day as seeing the consultant. Naturally, we had the occasional complaint about waiting times, but usually they were a result of some of the MRIs taking longer or one of the MRI scanners breaking down. And then there was Karen. I had worked in the department for about eight months at this time, just long enough for me to know how lippy I could get with a patient and not get in trouble. The morning had not started off well. One of the MRI scanners had broken down, so we were trying to run three lists with only two scanners, and one of the other MRI scanners had a fault that had to be fixed. So by 1pm, just as the first private patient was due to arrive, we were nearly two hours behind and had seven NHS patients whose appointment times had already come and long gone. Karen comes in with her MRI form. I clock her in and explain the current situation to her. I let her know she is likely to wait about 45 minutes. She huffs and puffs but sits down. About 10 minutes later, Karen comes up to the desk and asks how much longer she is going to have to wait. I tell her it's likely to be 35 minutes. Karen comes up about 10 minutes later, and I tell her the wait will be about 25 minutes, and just before she sits down, the next NHS patient gets called in for their scan. Karen trips off the line at this, and demands to know why she wasn't called in for her scan. Why was someone called in ahead of her? I explained to her what she already knew, and that the patient that just called in had a booked appointment. Karen demanded to be the next person called in. I explained to her that there were two more patients ahead of her, and then she would be called in. Karen, and I'm paraphrasing here, says, I don't see why I have to wait. I'm paying £1,500 for this MRI. These people are getting it for free. I say, they've been waiting six months for this MRI. You've been waiting 20 minutes. And she says, since they've already waited six months, they won't mind waiting half an hour. So I say back to her, let's find out. And then loudly to the waiting room, I say, ladies and gentlemen, this private patient has asked if she can cut in front of all of you since she's paying for this MRI and you've already waited six months. So another 30 minutes won't matter to you. Do any of you have an issue if she goes in next? I have never seen someone sit down and shut up so quickly. 
cousin bullied me in bar with a secret that she wasn't supposed to know. So I posted earlier in petty revenge about my cousin bringing me mushrooms, and I forgot to tell the background. This made me remember our last issue before I went no contact with her. It was years ago, so not too precise. I've tried actively to forget it, but it's probably just better to get it off my mind. I will not mention any names, nor will I explain in which country this happened. So two years after my mum had died, and my first ever boyfriend dumped me, I thought I was just fine. I had been single, and the numbness of sorrow had faded. I found myself being attracted by a minor celebrity of my country. By some lucky accident, I got a hold of his personal number and asked him on a date. We met after a couple of months of texting, but there was no spark, and we quit texting in friendly terms. As he had his doubt first if I was just after social media fame by dating him, I felt it my responsibility to stay quiet about ever meeting him. After all, it ended before anything really even started. And then months later, I sat in a bar patio. There were lots of people around and I felt slightly uncomfortable, but the friendly group I was with felt safe. My cousin approached and after noticing me, she sat in our table, causing one couple to get up and leave, not wanting to stay in her company. She has a sharp tongue and ruthless manners. She stared at me, giggling, and just yelled out loud without the actual need for it. How did you mess it up? I was confused until her next words. That celebrity! How did you mess it up so bad that he dumped you? To say I was surprised would be an understatement. I hadn't spoken lately to this cousin for the very reason that she is cruel. People stared at me from our table, some waiting for the drama some with apologetic looks, as they knew my cousin too well. So I said to her, I don't know what you're talking about. I answered and got up to leave, saying that I had to work the next day. She kept yelling after me, giggling between words, how pathetic I am for being dumped and not being able to keep a man. I went home, anxious and tearing up, afraid that I'd lost the one friend I'd made after my mum passed. I was so ashamed, frustrated and hurt, but mostly scared that my relatives would use me as a reference and start to harass the man. I deleted our conversations and his number from my phone, gave simplified explanations to him, and never texted him again, paranoid that someone would get his number by snooping through my phone. As this was the only one incident in a tip of a huge iceberg, I think I can call my cousin entitled. I'm not the only one that she's insulted and hurt either. Alright, and I think that's where I'm going to end today's episode. As always, I hope you had a good time listening to it. I hope you're having a good day. And before you go, could you please hit that like button so we can get some good engagement on this video. Thank you for that, and I'll see you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.